0: And I'm trying to find the best time to come in because the intro music is going. And welcome to another podcast. This is Passive to Patrick. The sports podcast where we dive into all the latest storylines. Yes, yes, yes. We have a lot to get into today. So many big moves. So many big moves. The biggest move I'd have to say right off the bat. Um, yeah. The Lakers acquired Russell Westbrook. That's pretty huge. <laughs> We're gonna talk a little bit about that today. We're gonna get into uh, some Aaron Roger i mean Aaron Rodgers, excuse me—that went to the podium to voice his frustrations. He's voicing his opinion now. He did not hold back. He did not mince words with the Packers. We're gonna get a little bit into why I disagree with his uh, what he said that day. I just—I'm—I don't take his side on this. I don't. I'm going to take the Packers today as a side. Again, my opinions change um, so much, but I believe that the Packers um, are in the right here. And Aaron Rodgers uh, took his gloves off and uh, he went at it. I love the drama, though, because it gives me something to talk about. So we're just going to take a deep dive and we're going to get in to one of the biggest stories that has happened this literally happened, um, I believe, last night or yesterday. We're going to start the show off with some positive news because the Los Angeles Lakers have acquired Russell Westbrook in a three-player p- package um, to Washington Wizards. Uh, the details of the trade, they are, the Los Angeles Lakers have agreed to a deal with the Washington Wizards to acquire Russell Westbrook in an exchange for Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and the number 22 pick in Thursday night's draft, uh, the NBA draft. And then there's some more details. The Wizards are sending um, a 2024 and a 2028 second-round picks to the Lakers to complete the deal. Uh, that's an insider source that said that. Um, and, uh, you know, this is exactly what the Lakers needed. This Now, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in the Dame scenario. I thought... Dame would be great as a Laker. I, I kind of was like, I think he's gonna go there. I think, you know, they could they could work something out. It seemed like he was, th- like they were his number one option, um, if he was gonna go anywhere. That that's what was reported. Now again, we don't even know if uh, Damian Lillard wanted to leave Portland. We don't know. For all I know, he could have just wanted to stay there because he was so back and forth. I truly believe he is going to remain a Portland Trailblazer, at least for another year. I know. (laughs) What's he doing? He should have just come on over to the Lakers to play with LeBron. But this move (laughs) for the Lakers, getting back into that, they acquired Mr. Triple Double. I mean, this guy has been an MVP. He's, you know, averaged triple doubles. Uh, you know, in his first season with Washington, he averaged 22.2 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 11.7 assists. And, you know, he only shot about 43.9% from the floor and 315 from, you know, three. But you can't think that he's not going to bring that intensity that he brings. He brings so much more. A lot of people harp on Russell Westbrook. A lot do. And you can kind of see why. I mean, you know, he... He never has fully taken that next step in the playoffs. KD was there. James Harden. He was part of that big three. Before they were actually a big three, they had a lot of growth they had to do. But Russell Westbrook is a competitor, and the fire he brings every single night to the floor is incredible. You know... LeBron James tweeting out that picture of them three in their Lakers uniforms. It's exciting. It really is for Lakers fans. This is the move. And they kind of got rid of pieces they need to get rid of. They they got rid of Contavious Codwell pope because I believe he was just a little too old. And Montrez Harrell, he didn't really live up to what I think they were hoping he would do. You know, he was sixth man of the year, you know, I think it was like a couple years back, I believe. And Kyle Kuzma, finally... Finally, Lakers fans, you can take a deep breath because Kyle Kuzma is not on the Lakers anymore. Uh, I don't think, I think they should have moved off from him like a couple of years ago with like, you know, the Lonzo ball. It was interesting they kept him because the growth there really stalled out right when LeBron got there. And LeBron has that effect uh, with younger players. But this totally changes around. I think now this changes everything. I think now the Lakers would be smart to add some three point shooters, really um feed what the Los Angeles Lakers have going. Because what they have going now, they're gonna have LeBron. I'm assuming I'm assuming the the top five, if they choose to bring let's say they bring back Dennis Schroeder. The top five will be, I'm assuming, Russell Westbrook. And I'm I'm gonna say Dennis Schroeder at the shooting guard. I'm not sure about that yet. They have some more pieces they could, you know, put in there. Uh, you know, who knows? Caruso could be coming back. But Dennis Schroeder at the shooting guard, then it's going to go um, LeBron, small forward, um, Anthony Davis at the power forward, and Andre Drummond at the center. I just, I think that's the most likely starting five if they choose to bring Dennis Schroeder back. I think all that's a lock except for Dennis Schroeder. Now, again, I don't know everything about Andre Drummond. Will he still want to be there? We, we we don't really know. <laughs> I mean, the Heat, there's been rumors um, that he could go to the Heat. Um, I they're you know they could bring him back to be that you know fifth for the uh, Lakers because Anthony Davis does not like playing the fifth. We've been over this. He does not want to play center. Uh, you know he likes to have that freedom and I understand that he's a big player with a lot of athleticism. Uh, he wants to move around. But the starting five for the Lakers they have just <laughs> come back now and they're like you know what no we're gonna retool we're gonna go back at this and we're going to be. Uh, more dominant than ever. And that's what they're going to be this next year. They're just going to be dominant. So now some reports, too, have put out that the Lakers are actually the losers in this trade because the playoffs come around, and that's where they're the losers. I disagree with that. This, in my opinion, I think the Lakers are getting back to the NBA Finals. Um, LeBron, he's going to be motivated. You know, he's finally done playing for the Toon Squad. He finished his summer of playing there and he's uh I think he's going to be very 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 motivated to come back now um it'll be interesting we'll have to see if um you know Anthony Davis keeps his health up he's going to need to work a little bit more this offseason last year he didn't he didn't come in with that fire like they wanted him to they really wanted Anthony Davis to take that next step um last year they really wanted to and they wanted to see him kind of take the mantle from LeBron. But obviously that didn't happen. And he got hurt. And LeBron got hurt. Um, I, I think that they were a little fatigued from playing the finals. I know everyone says don't use that as an excuse. You know, it's funny because LeBron haters, they're gonna use that as an excuse. Well, he uh, you know, he he's complaining, he's a crybaby. But any other team if any other player would have spoke up about the condensed schedule, um, a lot of people would have backed them up if <laughs> they would have got hurt. But it's just because people hate LeBron, but that's a whole other issue. As as far as the Lakers go, though, I think they're going to get back to the championship. I think they've, they've really energized their fan base again. And now that they finally have Kyle Kuzma out, they have a little more freedom. LeBron never liked playing with Kyle Kuzma there was just something off. I mean, they tried to keep them both off the floor as much as they could. They they just did. And so this is a this is a great move because I think Kyle Kuzma could have that rebound restart, you know? That so many young players really need. They need that restart so many times. And, you know, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, the oh man, the the Washington Wizards really benefit from this. They kind of got out of that contract with, you know, Russell Westbrook, got some key pieces cuz they want to build around um, Bradley Beal and you know that's a great that's like the smart move for them to do and the Russell Westbrook you know now, now that he's on the Lakers because that's one thing that they kind of ran into with a problem last year kind of getting back to the Lakers that Russell Westbrook he he's going to make it so LeBron James doesn't have to carry the team as much and that's huge because, because LeBron James you saw the fatigue set in you saw that he was worn out. I mean, he was carrying those guys so much late into the season and LeBron, we have to just start realizing LeBron is older. Now he is not the same player. So he is just, you know, he's got a lot of miles on him. So Russell Westbrook coming in, will take that load off of him. He will be able to move more freely. I mean, Russell Westbrook is a triple double machine. This guy can do everything I believe, except shoot the three point shot. And you know what? He doesn't need to, i I think the remaining moves for the Los Angeles Lakers and what they need to do, I think they need to um, add Carmelo Anthony. I think they need to bring back Caruso and bring back Drummond. Those are the three moves I think that are key for them. I think they really need to do those. And it's it's those are smart moves for the organization. They need shooters now that they kind of got rid of Contavious Codwell-Pope. And even though Kyle Kuzma was bad, he could still somewhat shoot the ball. Now, They need to bring in new shooters who can shoot the three-point and have high percentages. But, Lakers fans, you have so much to be excited for. I mean, just when you think, like, the Lakers can't do, you know, much of, you know, anything else to improve, they just come back this offseason and, you know, we're we're retooling. So, um, great, great, great move, but uh, we'll see what happens with the Lakers, what other moves they're going to make. So, now we're going to kind of get into the NFL, and... The remainder of the podcast, we're going to talk about various NFL stories, and I'm going to save the Aaron Rodgers for last because I think that is one of the juicier details of uh, what's going on in the NFL right now. Um, And I want to kind of get into this because there's a few storylines around the league. Um, A lot of these rookies came in, right? We have a lot of rookies, uh, quarterbacks, uh, that are going to be getting reps this year. We got uh, Trey Lance, you know we that's just one but we've had quite a few um and Zach Wilson I believe is the at the most disadvantaged of all of them all those guys he's already missed the first two days of practice now he did just sign his deal so he will be there but this is one of the problems I see with the Jets they are in such a tough defensive division I mean you got Bill Belichick and the Patriots uh, you got Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins and the Bills with Josh Allen and their defense. It's just they they are at a disadvantage. They have a rookie coach, and they got a rookie quarterback. And Zach Wilson, he showed some stuff at BYU, but that season was, you know, one of the COVID seasons, and there was a lot of different games that weren't as tough as before. So the pressure, I, I feel for Zach Wilson. I really do. The kid, the guy got you know drafted, and he went to one of the most dysfunctional organizations in the league, uh, in the Jets. And I just think the growth there is going to take a lot of time. I mean, Sam Darnold, you know, he handled the media and the pressure there in New York. I think better than most uh, would. Most of these young quarterbacks, Zach Wilson's going to have to have thick skin. He's gonna to have to pick up the playbook, and he's going to have to move and have that mobility to run from guys because people are gonna be after him. Those defenses, they're gonna try and get hits on Zach Wilson. He's a smaller quarterback, so I know the Jets are hoping for some spark with Zach Wilson. I know they're they're looking forward to finally getting him on that practice field, but the difference between like let's say Josh Allen had the development and Zach Wilson you know, has the development, but Zach will, or excuse me, Josh Allen kind of had an advantage. He came in before the defenses and these teams were really set. I mean, Miami wasn't where they are now. The Patriots and Tom Brady were still there. You know, the, the New York jets were dysfunctional. So he kind of had a little more time. Zach Wilson, these teams are stacked in his division. It's just bad, bad luck because this guy's going to have to really like focus Focus in. He's going to be running for his life. And Zach Wilson, he's kind of, you know, the story of the NFL right now. Like, will he come out of this uh, season unscathed? And if he doesn't show anything, if the lights are too bright, could the uh, Jets move off of him? <laughs> and I think the Jets are really dysfunctional, and I wouldn't put it past them to move off of Zach Wilson. And, you know, that's not the only storyline. There's There's all these teams that are going through covid protocols we're hoping for a covid free season we'll see what happens then and i hope no games get delayed or anything like that um another interesting storyline that i kind of want to get into is dak prescott now dak prescott you know hurt his um reportedly had to leave practice he kind of tweaked his ankle or his no not his ankle i think it was his shoulder he threw you know had like a muscle strain so he had to leave Cowboys practice, and they're going to be very cautious with, with him, which is the smart move. But I think this happens time to time because when you're injured and you can't have that mobility, and he's not injured anymore, but he can't have that mobility and he's not running around at practice and, you know, he's not getting hit and he's not getting that, like, you know, back in the groove, you tend to overwork different parts of your body. So everyone was freaking out, he's injured. No, he'll be ready to start the season, but they just need to be cautious with him. They cannot afford to lose Dak Prescott. I'm a Washington fan, so I do not like the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are very, very top-heavy right now. They have a lot of players, you know, that are superstars, but past that, not much depth. So they really can't afford to lose Dak Prescott. They really got to, you know, handle this right. Without Dak, I mean, this team, they're not going to go very far. Also, they have hard knocks, a lot of distractions, and in my opinion, when you have that many distractions, you're just you're not going to live up to your full expectations. You're just not. So interesting there in Dallas. We'll see what happens there. That's just another interesting storyline, really. And like I said, these storylines uh, that I'm kind of getting into, they're, it's just kind of an overall what's going on in the NFL because we're at a very interesting point here. Uh, training camp is really a time to evaluate, see what you have. Um, There's been people making a big deal about, you know, Mac Jones and what he's done at Patriots camp. So we'll see what happens there. I think the Patriots need to just stick with Cam Newton. He's that veteran leadership. Mac Jones will get his start. Um, I think Mac Jones is going to be better than a lot of people think. I think he's going to come out as a dark horse uh, and and make some noise. I think probably next season. He may get a few starts at the end of this season. Who knows? Who knows? The New England Patriots, I don't think anyone will ever understand fully what they're doing (laughs) except for the Patriots and Bill Belichick. (laughs) So this is breaking news that happened about an hour ago. Uh, Just diving in a little bit to it. uh, The Colts, quarterback Carson Wentz' foot is out indefinitely. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, that's not what Colts fans want to hear. That's going to have some huge implications if we get to the regular season. Uh, here we go again. Uh, I'm I was rooting for Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. I want to see him uh, succeed there. This is not what Carson Wentz needed. This is this is just not. I the guy was an MVP. I mean, he was playing amazing a few years back. I I just can't believe uh, what's happened to him in such a short time period. Oh, excuse me, I dropped my phone there making all these kinds of noises. I, I I truly don't know what happened to Carson Wentz. I hope he turns it around and they succeed, but that's definitely not the news that Colts fans wanted to hear. So the Washington football team, they have training camp going on. I love to dive into them each week. They look like they're going to be good. People have been breaking down the schedules for the Chiefs, different teams. We're going to kind of do that. Maybe in the next next week we'll get into um, exactly what teams will have what kind of records maybe we'll go division by division i don't know but you know the next team that i kind of want to talk about and this will segue in to the packers because that's just kind of the overall news going on in training camp but this will segue into the aaron Rodgers and all that stuff i've been breaking down my top five teams for the last couple weeks this week is the packers last week we did the ravens they're my number three team and they're still my number three team, even though all this is happening with Aaron Rodgers. Even though the drama, we're first going to break down the team, and then I'm going to get into the Aaron drama. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' drama, excuse me. It's really Aaron's drama, so I could say that the Packers have a very good wide receiving core. The Packers have amazing halfbacks. Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Yeah. uh, The tight end, they figured that out. They have a good tight end. The defense is better than ever. There's really not much to break down here for Packers fans. You guys have an amazing team. You really do. The, The Packers are one of the best set teams in the league. They've underachieved a little bit in the big games, in the playoffs, but at least they're making the playoffs and they're getting to that point. I believe they're very close. I do. And there's a lot being said about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, but... They are still my top three team because that potential is there. That chemistry is still there for Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. No debate. No debate at all. He has made a name for himself. And even though there's a lot of drama with the Packers right now, just just a whole lot of drama. You know, we're going to see. Only time will tell. We're going to see what they can do. But I think the Packers will still have a great season. I think they're going to go, like, 10-7. and 7. I think that's going to be their record. You know, maybe 11-6, and 6, but they're going to take some losses along the way. But overall, they're still my number three team uh, to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, well, that's kind of my breakdown of the Packers. But now we're going to kind of start on the not-so-great about the Packers. And, you know, as I called him before, Karen Rogers, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm not on Aaron Rodgers' side. Dear God. Feels so good to say. Um, it's fine if you're on Aaron Rodgers' side. He did make some good points. But he listed off names in the press conference. First off, he came out firing. <laughs> he did not hold any punches. This guy said so much. He bashed the organization. I don't care what you say. You know, the guy, you know, Oh, I love the city, I love the players, I love this town, but they suck. So, it's just so weird right now. The relationship between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, it's so fractured. It's done. I, I, I'm I, a believer they should have just moved him this year, took the loss. Cause this dysfunction, it's going to hurt them. Now, maybe they thought that by him being there, it would just you know, you know, get a lot of wins, and that would make a difference. But these guys, it's a lot of a mental game too. It's a mental game. And Aaron Rodgers came out and he said this uh, in he, the interview: the uh, outgoing veterans were treated, um, and just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of uh, players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room, high character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson. Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, um, John Kuhn, Brett Good, T.J. Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde—guys who were, you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys. Many of them who weren't offered a contract at all, or were extremely low-balled, or were, you know, maybe in my opinion, not uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserved um. uh no actually aaron Rodgers, i'm not a football uh, gm i'm not he had that to say in the interview i'm not a football gm um don't know the first thing about being a gm you know don't understand much of it but what i do understand is charles woodson nobody paid safeties back then And that was a smart football decision. I believe most of these were the smart football decision, Aaron. And Aaron did not make uh, things very easy. He did not say, you know, I've taken a lot of the cap. I haven't taken pay cuts like Brady. So maybe that's the reason. And the Packers, they're bringing back Randall Cobb. And I'm no GM. And I'm, you know, I don't make football moves, but that is a terrible decision. I can even tell you that is not a good decision. They are doing that just to make Aaron Rodgers happy. They're paying him $10 million, Randall Cobb. $10 million. He is over the hill. You know, the GM even came out and said, you know what, this move is uh, for Aaron. Oh, gosh. That is so, so wrong. (laughs) I mean, come on. Come on. Aaron Rodgers, you're going... Like, it, it infuriates me because the Packers are not dysfunctional. They are not a dysfunctional organization. I don't care what you say. I don't. I know a dysfunctional organization, okay? I know the Washington football team. People have known the pa- in the past the Browns were. The Jets. I mean, there's these teams that were so dysfunctional, and the Packers aren't one of them. They're not. what you name, there were all great players in their prime. I mean, even Washington let go of Ryan Kerrigan. He was over the hill. He said thank you to the organization. He left. Again, we don't know what happened inside the building. But you can't just go out calling out your team and saying they don't show the players respect. You know what respect is? Getting paid a lot of money to play a game. A lot of money. Okay? That's what respect is. And Tom Brady has taken pay cuts. (laughs) You know why? Because he wants to win. And I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers, you're not Tom Brady. And everyone's saying that Aaron Rodgers, you know, you got to do what he says. He's the MVP. Yeah, he's like almost 40, guys. He's almost like a 40-year-old MVP. That's, come on. That'd be like, like, I get it. If Brady wins, honestly, in my opinion, guys like Brady who have seven rings, they get what they want. It's it's just facts. You get what you want. You know, you got to win at least more than one Super Bowl to start coming in here and acting like a diva. Because today I'm not on Aaron Rodgers' side at all. I I can't take the side of him. Because what he's doing is he's taking a situation, and I believe he's making it very dysfunctional. Maybe they didn't communicate with him. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't say, Aaron, what do you think about us taking a uh, quarterback on the draft? Aaron, let's include Aaron in all these meetings. Well, what if Aaron's really difficult to deal with? What if he just exhausts the Packers' front office? What if they're like, oh, man, what's Aaron going to think about this move? Oh, God, he's going to show up and throw a temper tantrum. And he showed up, and boy, did he not hold anything back. He let the the punches fly. He went right after the Green Bay Packers and saying they didn't respect the players. You know what? Why haven't any of the players come out and said, you know, I felt disrespected there in Green Bay? Because they didn't, because it was a football move. Like, don't take stuff so personal. This is football, you know? I I don't know where we got to a point where all of a sudden, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are taking things so personal. You only got one Super Bowl, guys. And aren't we in a league where everyone says, quarterback, you got to have a good quarterback to win. It doesn't matter if you have a great team, your quarterback's got to win. Okay, Seahawks and Packers aren't dysfunctional win. Go out and win the game. Aaron, I don't care if the coach made you kick a field goal <laughs> on fourth down. That's because you had three downs. You had three downs to get in that end zone, and you didn't. You just didn't get in the end zone. I wouldn't have any faith in Aaron Rodgers on fourth down either. I would have sent my field goal kicking team out there to kick the field goal. I, I, I don't know what else to say to people that argue that the Green Bay Packers screwed that up. That was a smart coaching move. I would have made the same coaching move. And I'm a younger guy. I'm pro-player pro movement. Like, I like if players are in a dysfunctional situation to move. You know, like Deshaun Watson, he's got a lot of drama going on there in the Texans organization. But they are a dysfunctional organization, you know? But the Packers, I mean, come on. They're one of the NFL's oldest teams. And all of a sudden, he's acting like he's on the worst uh, team with the dysfunctional GM this isn't no surprise, though, because I truly believe that Aaron Rodgers has just been, you know, kind of prickly, hard to deal with, you know, kind of just... What's the word I'm looking for? <sighs> a diva. Yeah, that's about it. That's the word I'm looking for. Diva. Um, you don't see a lot of, you know, you don't see Ben Roethlisberger doing this. You don't see Tom Brady doing this. A lot of these older veterans that have been in the league, you never saw Phillip Rivers do any of that. You know, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. And you know what? I get it. If you're in a bad situation, you want to get out of that. I do. But play out your contract. (laughs) Just play out your contract, man, like Brady did. Brady played out his contract. Do you think everything was peachy there in New England when Brady wanted out? No. They couldn't draft a wide receiver. Of course he was upset. But he played out his contract. He wasn't, you know, making it very difficult for the Patriots to win. He put the team first, and he always did that. Brady always put the team first. So Aaron Rodgers, sorry, can't take your side on this one. Um, I think the Packers should have dealt you to a team, but honestly, I feel like this just hurts Aaron Rodgers' trade stock right now. This is just not a good look for Aaron. It's not. And I, you know what? He was honest at least. I guess you could say that. He was honest. <laughs> so that's that's good for him that he's honest. But Packers fans, you're in a tricky situation. We're going to see definitely how, uh, it all plays out and, uh, we'll see how your season progresses. But anyway, this has been another episode. We've dove into a lot, a lot of NFL stories. Um, please go ahead and follow me. Uh, if I haven't said it before on Instagram, social media, Facebook, Twitter, anything you can find me on, I'm pretty sure I'm on a lot of stuff. So go ahead and follow me. Uh, I try to post regularly about storylines. I didn't get an episode out earlier this week. Kind of got busy. Um, it's been extremely hot here in Missouri. I think it's like almost feels like over 100 or something today. But it's just been brutally hot. Got busy. Happens. You know, I do this podcast because I, I enjoy talking about sports. And I hope you guys like like listening. You know, leave a review. Let me know if I messed up on anything. Um, Let me know if there's anything uh, anyone wants me to talk about, too, because I'm open for suggestions. Just go ahead and hit me up. Just (laughs) message me on Instagram or wherever you want to message me. But uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been Pass It to Patrick, and I'll catch you guys next week with a new episode. Have a good one, everyone.